When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello everybody, welcome along to the Rangers Rabble um, as we bring you reaction as uh, Rangers just about um, managed to beat Hibs 3-2 at Ibrox and Michael Beale's first competitive game as manager. I'm joined by Ross, Graham and Mark. Gentlemen, good evening. Hello, hope you're well. Um, thank you for everybody for joining us as well. I appreciate it. I'll do all the advertising stuff halfway through. Um, I just want to jump kind of straight into it. Uh, Graham and Mark were both on the build-up. So, uh, Ross, I'll come to you first. Um, second half, extremely convincing training game. Very, very easy. Looked a lot better. Um, but a worrying performance in the first. Just talking to Graham, I thought we came on, Martin. I, I don't think it is worrying. Um, was, Mick Bills brought came in to... A clusterfuck, to be honest, at the back. No fit defenders. They were shaped up all week, you would imagine, with King and Sands. Uh, and then, whatever, i never seen the, the interview after, but um, I'm taking it King's got injured pretty late on in the week before the game. So, he's, he started a game the night with two right-backs, and he's, and he's 11. And that's through no fault of his own, mate. So I don't think we can hold the two goals against him. The second one, I thought Sands was terrible. But when you see it back, Tillman's got a toe on the ball, which has totally changed the flight. So I thought the signs were good. At least there was a bit of urgency, a bit of press. Um, so I decent. I know. See, to be honest, Mark, um, half time, I was really, I was, def- I was deflated for some reason. Well, obviously, because we were behind and we didn't play that well. But do you think maybe, just maybe, myself and other people expected an instant turnaround and, and fast, free flowing football and Rangers to be too free up and, and, and just playing amazing, considering that we haven't played well all season? Do you think maybe myself and quite a few others just expected too much too soon? 
I do. I think probably myself as well. Get a wee bit carried away with it all. Um, yeah, I think that um, you you start old chestnut. You can uh, you, you kind of polish your turd, but you can roll it in glitter. <laughs> so so um, I think we were all kind of living up to the hype and get a wee bit carried away. Um, to be fair, but I mean we done well considering there was. Um, there was th- three players in that backline that really hadn't ever played together, um, and do you know what? Hibs done what they done. It was very a- agricultural. It was just a case of they've got two centre mids and they've got a young boy at left back. Let's just punt the ball high. Just let's let's clout it at sixty five yards and and let them deal with it. And to be fair, in the first half it did it worked. It caused us problems. Um, and I think that in the second half we kind of got to grips with that and, and started to kind of play our game a wee bit. But um, I think we did. I think we all kind of got caught up in the hype. So say these players are the players that have not been kicking their ass for um, for most of the season. So I mean, even 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 the better ones are uh, going to need to take a few games to to hopefully get back up to kind of the speed and, and and up to the kind of the levels that we know that they're capable of. So. Oh no! I thought it was a good game. I thought I thought that uh, game of two halves definitely. I think we we battered them in the second half. Absolutely battered them, and I think it was more what Bill was looking for in the second half. So um, I don't even think McGregor had a safety make in the second half, did he? No, I don't. No, absolutely none. Um, it was a it was a strange kind of second half. In fact, I think Ross even put it in the group chat at half time. He <clears throat> we were all angry, we were all raging, but he turned around and went, I still fully expect us to win. Yeah. That's pretty much what Ross says. Um, Graham, <clears throat> Alan's, I was going to come on to see you about later, but we'll, we'll talk about it now. Um, young uh, Adam Devine coming in, playing left back, he's a natural right back. Um, and somebody made a great, great point on Twitter that he was playing against, he was playing beside two central midfielders, so it wasn't even as if he was playing against a, a an experienced playing with sorry an experienced centre back, um, and I thought he, he was steady, he was solid. In fact, you know what I thought he was terrific. What well, what I liked about him was that I didn't see any nerves. It looked as if he felt as if he belonged in that, that pitch, which is a good sign to see for the future. But I was steady. He, he got forward. He put some nice balls into the box. It unlucky not to get an assist maybe as well and. I never had much to do defensively, really, when you think about it, when you watch, well, when you think about the game back. But I, I stayed the game and put it's a positive, and I would have no qualms about seeing him in a start line up again. So I think he's got that first game out, uh, out the way. The near, well, as I say, he never had any nerves, in my opinion. But uh, I stayed the performance, and it's good for the academy to see a player come on and do that. He's, he's give his, his chances a future game draws no harm at all. Um, again, left backs know his position. He probably played it a lot more safe, which is understandable tonight. He was just up and down. He didn't try any fancy passes or anything. But again, like I said to Graham, you know, he does, he's probably more effective tonight than what Borna Barisic has been all season. Is that fair? I don't know if that is fair, Martin. Barisic has, Barisic has done the same. Barisic has been the exact same. He's been slow and steady, Eddie, all season as well. Uh, I think the difference maker for us in that formation could be Yilmaz. Because Yilmaz also wants to cut inside uh, and attack the back post. We've seen that. We've seen that he's got a kind of a more, what I would call a goal-scoring head on him, whereas Barisic wants to hang out wide. I think Yilmaz and Kent both on that side, if one's going in and one's going out, I think that they'll cause havoc 
Uh, the boy Divine looked very good. Looked, as you say, composed. He's obviously going to be restricted because he is a right-footed player playing predominantly on his left-hand side. But um, it, it begs the question for me when Tavernier who has now admitted he was injured. He, he admitted that the other day, didn't he? He's been playing with an injury. Um, but he didn't want to... But why, why is the boy Divine not being gave a shot, even in cup games, when Tav's been playing through an injury? But now we're forced to play him at left-back. So what Graham's talking about, we're lucky that he wasn't in every. We're lucky that he, he took it in his stride because that was a big, big occasion the night when you take into the full circus around McBeal coming back and whatever else. Um so I would like to, I would like to see the boy now getting shots at right back when Tav looks that wee bit jaded. And listen, I one hundred percent agree. And like I say, I don't think he's done himself any harm. Um, and with that performance, um, channel member um, Rossi's favourite picture, um, yes, it is the batch again <clears throat> with a four forty nine super chat, and he gave us a super chat as well in the build up. Um, absolutely phenomenal for that man. Um, <clears throat> beat bop boop. Um, I loved that tonight. The fact we came from behind makes it even better. Defense will improve with time. The road to 56 has begun. Keep believing. Um, 449 super chat as well. There, I know, Mark, that had that had the potential to be an absolute nightmare start for McBeal. It was a proper first half. Was a proper banana skin. It was um, it was hard work. It was hard going, and and kind of I, I think the, we all had the this season all flashed in front of our eyes again, didn't it? Everybody thought to themselves, "Well, it's just going to be the same old, same old." And um, fair play to them. I think probably I think a few of them get their ass kicked um, at half time. To be perfectly honest with you, and, and, and a few of them. It worked because a lot of them, a lot of them come onto a game. They get their socks up and get tore in. Um, probably we're obviously going to get through them, but I thought um, Ryan Jack, one of the best players in the park, I thought it was outstanding. Um, I thought Tillman done well. Tillman had a hand in two goals, um, done really well. I thought Ryan Jack looked like Ryan Jack. Um, I thought Morelos first half was non-existent. I thought he done a lot better in the second half as well. Done a bit of running. Um, all in all, I think there was a lot more positives um, from the second half. I think the first half was was probably what they're going to what they're going to look at in analysis and, and show them what they what not to do. But like I said again, we're playing two two centre mids at centre back and a young boy, and all they done in the first half was just ping long balls, hopeful balls, hoping that somebody would get an odd on and a flick, and that's what happened. And that's that's all they done the whole game. Um, second half, never kicked our ass, and um, we can take a lot more positives out of the second half than we can the first half. Yeah, absolutely we can. Uh, I'm going to come to you in two seconds, Graham, but Ros, I want to take this point to you because this is something that you've touched on quite a lot. Um, Carol's saying that he thinks that that's the first time this season that we've looked to be the fitter team. Aye, I would say, I would say the fact that we pressed, Martin, we, we looked as if we gave 100% for a hundred percent of the time, and under the geo reign, there was too much press a wee bit and then retreat back and, as we called it, play the horseshoe. And that the night there was none of that. It was just relentless pressing, um, and and that in itself, you tired the other team out because the other team kind of got a hold of the ball. 
our possession stats must have been through the roof, but it wasn't it wasn't what I would call useless possession, which we used to have passing it about the two centre halves and then pinging it left back, then back in, back to the goalie, right back, back to the goalie. We never had any of that the night, really. There was one passage I play where I put in the group chat, kidding on, but with the horseshoes on full flow here. But no, it, we looked as if we were engaged in, in hunting in packs, mate, and that's when we've been at our best. See, when Gerard and Bill uh, McAllister, Coleshaw, you name them, were here before. We went and done that to Celtic. We done it to Hibs. We done it to St. Johnson. We done it to Aberdeen. Didn't matter who we were playing. We went and pressed teams and forced them into making errors. And I think that, that that's the difference. But I've seen in the comments a few times, having a fit Ryan Jack makes us 10 times a better team. Do you know, I'm starting to come round to that way of thinking, Ross, to be honest. I thought in the, in, in the past there's been a bit too much hype over Ryan Jack, etc., etc. No, but no. when you watch that again tonight, he was everywhere and he was excellent. And and I am I'm, I'm starting to come round to that way of thinking myself. Um, Graham, let's go through the goals. Um, we'll start with the first one. Um, and again, it's our inability to defend a corner. Uh, some of the stats that the commentators put up were surprising when you think about it, though. But uh, to, in my mind, it feels we all our goals are lost the corners. But the start that they put up was, and that was the first header we've lost uh, in the league and first from a corner, which is surprising. But the marking again, Tillman again shrinks. Tavernier's kind of concentrating on his player rather than going to attack where the ball's going. And then, as Ross will say later on, I'm sure, McGregor standing on his line. At one point, actually puts his arms around uh, Adam Devine and the Hibs player. I don't understand why he's doing that. I've never seen a goalkeeper do that in my life. Then, uh, it's, you're like, oh, here we go again. A dreadful start, but uh, uh, it's terrible defending. Everything you shouldn't do at a corner has done it. It is, right, but... See, just to put a tiny different slant on it, Mark, right? And I'm not trying to make excuses for poor defending, but we didn't have a central defender on the park. Um, can we maybe look at that as a reason why quite possibly we were poor at that corner? Because like Graham says, and it's mostly been in Europe, we've been affected with the whole corner thing, right? Because we haven't really lost one in the league, but there was no um, enforcer at the back. You need to unmute, Mark. Amateur. Sorry about that. So I can see what you're going with. Um, for me, but there's no excuse. No excuse whatsoever. Um, Tillman's six foot one, standing beside him. You don't need to be the biggest guy in the world. Just don't let him leap. Just don't let him jump by himself. That's all you need to do as a, de- as a defender or, or any sort of a player that's in about that. Don't let him jump. He gets a free header. So for me, that's inexcusable. I don't care whether... I, I see where you come from. There's no any organisers. There's no anybody that's dominant in the box, which is absolutely correct. But for me, inexcusable. You cannot get a free header. I don't care if it's somebody that's five foot eight trying to jump with somebody that's six foot five. It's, you lean against them. You make it hard for them. Make them work for it. That's not what happened there. He, that boy had all the time in the world to jump up and pick his spot. Now, for me, that's... Doesn't matter whether you've got a centre half, you've not got a centre half. The wee kind of part could have been could have marked him and, and at least tried to put him off. Nobody done that. Simple as that. So, no excuse. Keeper should have came for it. Bang on the six yard box. Don't know what he's doing. 
even if he even if he, he came for it and missed it, it's still probably going to put him off. So I, I mind's blown. I, I have no idea what he was thinking, what he was doing. No excuse as far as I'm concerned. Nobody should be getting free headers anywhere near the box. No, no, I agree. I agree. I was just trying to look at it from a different angle. Um, Ross, I'm going to come to you on McGregor in two seconds. Um, <clears throat> Steve Sherit, is that how you pronounce that? Um, share it. Um, new channel member. Thank you very much, Steve. Um, and of course, if you're watching and you haven't watched before or you have watched before but you've never subscribed, then hit that subscribe button and help us on my way to 10,000 subscribers. Hit the like button as well because that helps share the video. And just like Steve there, if you want to uh, join as a member, help support the channel and get access to extra content, then feel free to do that. Link is in the description um, or uh, is, there's a rejoin button below the window. Um, now, Ross, the best person to speak about goalkeepers is yourself, because you were a goalkeeper. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but you were, you were half decent. You were half decent. Um, i never seen you, but I heard about you. Um, Alan McGregor, is he at fault? Aye. He's got to come, mate. It's six, six yards out. It's right in the middle of the six-yard box. But he's not done it for his full career, Martin, so... He's not going to start performing new tricks at 41, is he? Let's be honest. Um, again, it's down to the recruitment. It's down to the recruitment because we had a goalie who would have came for the cross, but probably doesn't save the one in the first half in McLaughlin. And then you've got another goalie that just has got burn marks on his fingers for picking the cones up after parking night. Because he's not even allowed to wear gloves. That's how low down the pecking order he is. I thought it was quite interesting that uh, Bill in his Rangers TV interview today, actually started speaking a bit about Kieran Wright, uh, putting him and McCrory together. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me if it came to if the boy Wright or the boy Budenithkith got the shout. But aye, for me, the night, McGregor's got to come. Got to come and clear everybody out of you. I take it you have watched the World Cup. Me and my mm. dad was up visiting him in the hospital today and we were having a chat. Hugo Lloris is about is he not about five foot ten or something? See in that World Cup, see every cross that's come into his box. He's came and caught every mm. single cross. Unbelievable. Mm. Um, and I, I'm not saying Rangers should have a goalie as good as Hugo Lloris, who's worth probably they got a fifty million quid. But it just goes to show the pressure that gets taken off if you've got a goalie that will come and command his not even his his eighteen year box, but at least command your six. Mm. Yeah. We've got a, a YouTube chat, a super chat. Um, Stephen wants to know, how's everybody not get top-notch headphones like Ross? Um, There's a story to that, Martin. Okay, quickly. But I, need, I used to be able to speak into my laptop, but I was at a hotel down in Barrow for work. I had my MacBook sitting in the sink so that the speaker was echoing into the sink. I went in for a shower, and when I asked Nicole to get my towel, she hung the towel on what she thought was a hook, which was actually the tap for the sink. So the thing got a wash, and now the microphone doesn't work in it. <laughs> there you go. So now, <laughs> so now I need to have uh, some sort of speaking device at all times. Well, okay, fair enough. Um, can I just say, Michael Beal has confirmed um, that King had a sickness bug and Cholak had a thigh knock. So that's why they weren't involved. Um, he's also said that it wasn't a great performance, though it was a decent second half. He said, you saw the confidence coming back, but they've been through a lot recently and it will take us a bit of time to get us where I want us to be. Um, which is pretty much, I think, Graham, right? I think he's spot on. 
Aye, pretty accurate. Seen it the way I seen it, to be honest. Uh, there was some encouraging signs. Fort Kent kind of looked to be a bit more direct and free. And there was a couple of times they made the right decision in the box, where in the past they maybe just hurt it first time across the bo- instead of looking up. So it was uh, divine, like it was said. Fort Tillman, two assists. Kent and assist. Morelos, a winning goal. Just more positives than negatives for me. The first half, obviously, the negatives are we've not got the centre half, so it caused problems. Once two centre halves come in, I think we'll look stronger and we can build on that. So I, I think he's seen it the same way most of the fans would have seen it. So I quite like that press conference. It's it's just good to be positive. I think I, I put on Twitter at half time that I'm just fed up being negative. I, that I mean, Ross can speak to this probably just about as much as me because every show I seem to be on with Ross, it was negative. We were getting pulled up by folk for being too negative. So I didn't. At halftime, I was petrified coming on here uh, if we had went on to lose that game because I, I just I can't take the negativity anymore. And, Mark, to speak of positivity, <clears throat> excuse me, we get back into the game, we equalise, and it is the happiest man on the planet, Fashion Sakala, with a great finish. Yeah, I think he tucked it, tucked it between, I think, two of their legs, didn't he? It was a decent finish, decent build-up play, good goal, and... Happiest man in the world. Brilliant. Absolutely thrilled for the wee man. Like I said, I said in the, in the pre-match, boys' goal, goal to game ratio is phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. So, as I said, he might, might not be the classiest boy in the world, but he gets goals. And as long as he keeps doing that, he'll be, he'll be on the side as far as I'm concerned. So, as I said, well played to the wee man. Over the moon for him. And, and do you know what? In fact, Ross, what's your thoughts on Zakala? Because... He's pulled us out a hole a few times. Mate, I love him. I absolutely love him. Do you know, I've, I've said on here a four a few times, what I love about him is the fact that up until five, six years ago, he was playing football in gravel parks back in Zambia. Like, he's not been a professional footballer for long. I put a picture up on here before. I found it on my phone. He posted... Uh, so the wee guy just appreciates the chance he's got. Obviously, he's a deeply religious... Uh, person as well and, and he's obviously got great beliefs and standards and he just seems like a genuinely such a happy wee guy and as, uh, as Mark can I say there mate he, he gives you better goals and assists than Kent does than yep. Matondo will than if you played him through the middle he would probably score you more goals than Morelos through the middle and create more chances but for whatever reason, I think I've said on here before as well. He's like if Kenny Miller and Natural Novo had a win. <laughs> like sometimes he's running at defenders, and it's like they two, like as if he doesn't know what he's going to do next. You know what I mean? Yeah. But listen, if you give him a chance, um, he'll score you big goals, and he has. He's, he's the wee guy. Um, he seems to be marmite, but I don't get why. I, I get why people don't like Marmite because it's barking a shite, but I don't know why people don't like the wee man because he's actually good. And even if you don't think he's a good football player, it's hard to not like somebody that looks like that. He's just a wee happy guy, man. It's impossible to dislike him. Um, Jim Sloan, easy to Buffalo, the uh, £10 super chat. Thank you so, so much, Jim. Appreciate it. Appreciate the, the support. Um, Ross, straight back to you. Um, we do make it one each. And then, like forty seconds later, Kevin Nisbet's a decent finish for him. He's a he's a good striker. 
in his bit. Um, but conceding straight away. I again, I was very critical uh, to myself in the television, shouting about Sands getting caught out. But when you seen it for the other angle and you see it clips Tillman's toe, it's yeah. a nothing ball, isn't it? It's not going anywhere near this bit. It's, and and the, them are the, them's the bricks that you either get or you don't. And unfortunately for us tonight, the ball deflects right into Wee Nisbet's path. And again, back to the time when Gerard wanted to sign this, but I was quite vocal on here about I would have took a chance on him if the money was right. I think that'd be guys a cracking striker. Very clever. Very clever mm-hmm. and a very good finisher. Uh, Mark Lanky would do really well at Rangers. Well, we've only got one striker, <laughs> so I think any any striker would, would do the business at Rangers. Uh, but aye, do you know what? I thought, Graham, until I seen the replay, that it was just a simple straight ball. Um, but in that first half, Sands and Lundstrom, they really did struggle. Uh, again, I agree. First, I thought oh, Tav's far too caught out wide and the distance between him and Sands is wrong and I was going mental. And then, But when you look at it, the deflection also brings it in. Sands has already made his move and then he's been caught. And a cracking finish in his but you can't take it away from him. But uh, I just, that kind of, I can't remember who said it on the commentary, I think it was McFadden actually. Uh, the first ball that Tav, he should have took it down. But mm-hmm. again, that's communication with the back four. Somebody should be telling him he's got time to take the touch. He just kind of puts it back and they, they bring it back. But, uh, but it's, again, it's concentration. We've got two centre halves. Uh, two centre mid, so I'm playing uh, centre half. Lundstrom looked, any time they got the ball, <coughs> third fell out a drop down or that. Lundstrom was, he couldn't, he was turning left, right, left, right, they didn't know where to go. And obviously that's inexperienced playing that position. But, as I say there, the quicker we get set at half back, I think we can build and then go going for there. Well, the positive was, of course, Davies coming on at the end. All right, he didn't play long, and I thought it was strange that he went to left back, but he got on. He got on the pitch. I mean, he got some uh, minutes in the in, in the belt. Um, how would you feel? And listen, it's a, it's bebop. It's a super chat. So if you send in a super chat and you ask a question, then we shall answer it. Um, how would you feel about signing Shankland? Mark, my initial reaction would be no. Mine's initially would be no as well. I would, I would uh, go for the the Hibs boy that um, Roscoe's just mentioned. Definitely, um, I thought Nisbet was. He looked apart the night, and he's and he's not kicked a ball since what, February. So for me, I would take a point in Nisbet, hundred percent. But it's that stupid thing again that they'll be wanting silly money for him, and so. I think the last time the, the kind of figure they were talking was three million, was it not? For Nisbet. So for me, Shanklin, he's a decent player, but and he'll score goals. He'll probably score goals. Probably score a lot of goals the Rangers side. But for me, no. I think I think you, you need a wee bit more uh, more of your game. For me, as I said, maybe maybe years ago when we were talking about talking about him, then but it might have been worth a punt when he was a wee bit younger and stuff, and, and then tried to maybe um, maybe uh, bring him on a bit, but. For me, nah, as I said, point is, but yeah, I would take a punt on him, but the money would need to be right, as I said, I'm not flinging three million at, uh, at the boy, as far as I'm concerned, but no, there's, there's every opportunity we'll go for this because he's just back for a serious injury, so there's every chance that we'll have a look at him now, because we do love a good injured player. Um, Ross, what changed then? Half, the second half we came out, we completely controlled it. Um, we created so many chances. We looked really good. What changed in that second half? Scotty had been 
it's got to have been McBeal having a word, to, uh, getting that communication. We've spoke uh, on here about his, excuse me, I made a Papa John's pizza for dinner. It's heavy coming back on me, sorry. Um, what was I saying again? <laughs> the difference in the second half, what was it? Mick Bale, mate, we talk about how engaging he is when you, you hear him. Um, I think he's one of the guys that when he speaks, if you're a player and he's changing him, you listen. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and I think he's got the right kind of personality to be able to know who needs a rocket up the arse and who needs a cuddle and an arm in them and say, look, I know it's not quite happened for you yet. But... Did he change anything tactically, Ross? I know I it's think... difficult to tell on the TV, but... I, I, I don't think... I don't think he really did. Um, I know Graham noticed it's parts we were maybe going dropping Jack back, I take it you meant, Graham, and going mm. building with three at the back to let the two wing-backs get right forward. I never noticed that. But Graham, I, I'm a football manager, silver level. Graham is a platinum <laughs> tier. He is he is a tactics man. Um, no, I don't think there was much change, mate. I don't think that I noticed. But you could tell that Bill had sat them down and, and worked his magic and got them singing off his hymn sheet. I remember as well, the first half folk are probably just too eager to impress and there's a lot of pressure on it. There's a lot of pressure on Rangers tonight because nobody expected us not to come away without a win because of the whole Bill factor and all that sort of stuff. So the fact that um, he's got them in at halftime, calmed them down, Maybe read them the right act again a wee bit and told them who's no doing what they should have done. Um, and we came out and, and he's got a tune out them. He's, he's got a tune out them. But uh, that, that, that pressure, Ross, is going to be there every single game, though. That's not going to go away. So we can't have that. And look, I don't want to. I don't want to be negative. It's his first game. The players are just and they're just back for five weeks. Don't forget. So they've had a, a long break. So it's, it's basically the start of a new season in terms of. Um, what's that word they use in football manager when the team's united? I can't remember the word. It was going to be. It was going to be. Graham so shouting it. Graham shouting it. He's muted. Graham, what are you shouting? Cohesion. No. Cohesion. See, if I had just known that word, then it would have been. It would have been great. Um, but obviously, the team cohesion's not quite there, Graham, because we haven't had the best start to the season. I. What I, I noticed in the second half was we were winning the second balls and the, the knockdowns and some of the 50-50s. I think that's what the biggest change for me was. And so that's obviously just came from Michael Beals telling him, get in and press higher. I'd like to see the pressing stats as well because it either it worked better or they done pressing more. So, so yeah, I think that's the only change. And like I said, at some points when we were in comfortable possession, Jack was into the kind of back three at the right-hand side and it was pushing Tav and Devine quite high and then obviously your Tillmans and that were getting closer to Morelos. So I think that's what changed and that's a good sign going forward because if it has came from Michael Beale then yeah, he knows what he's looking for, I think, and he can get the message across, which is more important. He did make a few subs and I'm going to come to him a bit, a bit later on. Um, but Mark, um, Ryan Jack, he's just spoke about him um, and, he, and he gets that equaliser. Normally we, we we see Jack as a kind of central defensive midfielder, but there he is doing a tab in the six yard box. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. I thought I thought it was outstanding tonight. Um we've all said that, I mean we're all wax lyrical about him. It, it, for me, it brings so much to the team. 
I think that he demands a lot for the players running about him as well, and I think that's a big thing. I think he kind of he kind of drags players with him. I think that he's he's one of these players that if you're if you're not pulling your weight, he's going to tell you you're not pulling your weight. Uh, and I think for me, for me in a team that's massive, especially with with, with being Scottish and and being a being a Rangers fan, he gets it. He understands what it takes to be to, to play for Rangers and play for the jersey. So for me, he always he always kind of pulls players along. But Rowan, he seems to be he likes to do that drift forward a wee bit. He's kind of getting he's getting good at that as well. He just kind of. He keeps drifting forward and drifting forward. He finds himself in quite quite uh, advanced positions as well. So for me, that was a striker's finish. Absolutely, I know they say that the TV, but the way I mean, if you looked at that in slow motion, it showed you he was getting filled all the way. That boy had both arms run about him all the way, and they showed good strength. Held him off and get cut get cut across him to to hit the ball in. So brilliant, brilliant goal, brilliant finish, and. Can I take anything away from Big Tillman? Big Tillman went up oh. there and, and won the ball as well. So that's a couple of times he's done that, and that's the old um, the old Joe Rebo one, isn't it? Always to the to the front post. Let let Big Joe win it, and either either get a header in or just flick it on, and it worked an absolute treat. So for me, it just shows you set pieces are working and stuff like that. Whereas I don't think they did under deal at all. I really don't. Well, but yes, over over the moon for Jack. It's going to go brilliant. Deserve it, the boy. We are going to speak about Tillman in a minute. Believe me, we are. Um, but firstly, big Dave, £10 Super Chat. Um, anyone else think Beal has a compilation of Rossi's best slagging Morelos moments from the pod that he uses to motivate the buff at halftime? Um, long road back, <clears throat> yeah, but great first step in the night. Ross, I would love it if he had a, a video of you slagging the buff and that motivated him. I think that'd be class. Makes the same me in the group chat calling him a fat mink all night. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, chose to, I chose to ignore that. Um, mate, he's, he's, he's scored a goal the night. I didn't think he was great by any manner of means. Second half, he was a, he was bit, it wouldn't be difficult, Ross, right? But second half, he was no, better. He was chasing Martin, down a bit um, more. I, I mean, I don't care. He would be chasing down a whole lot more if he'd spent five weeks getting fit. I agree. I agree. Um, still so doesn't like this, that enough. this is a man who is wanting to be. He's already our highest paid player, I believe. Maybe no new with Goldson's renewing, but he wants to be the top man at Rangers. He wants to be up there in the highest earners, and he will know do the basics of keeping fit. So he said five weeks. I change a manager, and he's still cutting about and looks as if he's got a still. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. He still, still looks as if he's. Uh, <clears throat> he still looks as if he's wearing a small man's jumper. That's what it looks like. I know, and my and you know, my missus was sitting, and when he scored and he ran away, she went, "Look at the size of him." Um. So yeah. Um. But but Scott Buchanan, I think this might be the most we have ever received. Um. Much better. Uh, by the way, thank you very much, Scott. Appreciate it. Um, Super Chat 89.99. Um, much better second half. Now we need to continue our momentum. Merry Christmas to all the Rabble team, all the way from sunny Auckland. Don't rub it in that it's sunny. Um, in Glasgow for the second of Jan game, looking forward to getting some red, white and blue back in the veins. Um, Scott, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, and just, just on that point, actually, Graham, um, I said before we started about... We need to build momentum. We need to build confidence. And I suppose, in a way, a performance and a result like this does that. Uh, like I said a wee bit earlier, the second half for me, you, there was more positives than negative. 
and like we've said many a times, when we bring when we get our important players like your Lawrence, Golds and Davies up to full fit, uh, even Hadji hopefully soon as well. You're going to see Michael Beale's style and hopefully starting eleven that can play week in, week out, and then you build for there. So that's what I'm kind of looking forward to. It's going to be a tough period up to uh, the old firm, obviously. So we need to just keep, as they say, building momentum, getting the wins most importantly, and then seeing more positive players, getting a wee bit more confident and seeing relationships over the pitch working. And then we'll, we'll build on that and we can see where it takes us. Mark. Malik Tillman's feet. Um, Would you have them in your mouth? After that, <laughs> after that, one hundred percent. But no, in all seriousness, Mark uh, Malik Tillman for that third goal. I, f- I thought he was he was really good. He still loses the ball sometimes, and it looks as if he's not trying. But it's just, I think it's just the way he plays the game. But for that third goal, that set up play, phenomenal. I'm just going to start calling him Happy Feet for here on in. That's that's all a brilliant, absolutely brilliant, great, great touch. See for a because he's a big man. See for a big man. What a great touch the boy's got. I mean, he's he's for me. We talk about his potential. He's got potential to be really, really special player. Um, I think that he 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 looked he looked as if he had more energy tonight, and and he looked as if he ran about on it a hell of a lot more as well than it than it has been under Gio, but. Some of his touches as well. See when you just watch him, watch him in a half turn, and watch you can you can actually see what he's thinking, um, and and some of his stuff. I think that sometimes he's he's, a, he's two steps ahead of, of most players, and sometimes it doesn't come off for him, which which makes him probably makes him look worse than what he is. But the touches, some of the touches tonight, but especially for that goal was outstanding. I mean, he created it pretty much created that himself. Don't get me wrong, Taff had a hand in it as well, but. What a what a great couple of touches and on a plate on a plate for the buff. So tell you what, buff should be should be getting him his win bonus tonight. That's what I'm saying. Because um if if that kind of galvanized um Morelos a wee bit as well and he started kicking on a wee bit and, and played a wee bit better from that point. But as I said, can I take it away for the boy Tillman? And I said he had a hand in two goals tonight. Um I think he looked apart. Um first half we bit lost, but I thought, as I said earlier, I think a lot of the, a lot of the players kind of grew into the game and grew into the second half. And and as I said, this boy, I think the sky's the limit for this boy. Um, I know that we've we've said he's lazy and he's this and he's that, but I think that under um, under Bill, I think I think Bill's the type of manager that he needs. I think he needs a cuddle, this boy. I think he needs to be told how good he is. And I think Bill's a man to do that from. So, as I said, sky's the limit from as far as I'm concerned. Mm. Um, just a, bit, a big thank you to Will for the £2 Super Chat. Will, thank you very much um, for helping to support the podcast. Um, Ross, just on Tillman, we all got very excited at the, at the start of the season when we seen Tillman because he'd done a few really good things and he looked really good and then he fell away. Um, but do you, do you think, like Mark, that Michael Beale is the perfect coach for him? Um, I just seen CGM writing in the com uh, the comments section, and I'm a big believer of that as well. Tillman is going to cost us the guts of five million to sign on a permia. We've just brought, we've just signed Hadji on a longer term deal. We've got Alex Lowry. We've got Charlie McCann. We've got Tom <clears throat> Lawrence. 
all wanting to play that one position. It's probably the position where when everybody's fit, we are really blessed in. And mm-hmm. if I was spending, if I was Mick and somebody says to me, you've got five and a half million quid to spend, would I spend it on a project player like Tillman and look at how, what you could get from him in the future? Or would I go and break the bank and sign a half-decent goalie? I, I would rather take a goalie, mate. I think that in the forward positions, we really need to two settings. There's a batch again. There he is. Um, <laughs> I'll just bring uh, that up again, John. Back. Is, uh, mate, honestly, man, if it was if it if it was uh, after eleven o'clock and it was a fifteen-minute preview, I'd take my tap off and do it. But nobody wants to see boobs before eleven a.m. eleven p.m. Sorry, um, I, I think Tillman's good. But I, I also think that, unfortunately for him, we've already got a magnitude of players that can play in that position who are also young and able to improve under Bill. Well, apparently, Ross, and I haven't I haven't heard this, but the trying Scotsman, um, Bill has said that he wants to sign him. Well, it was in the it was in his press conference, mate, when they got asked it at the weekend. Um, I think the question was, are, would you sign Malik Tillman? And Bill's response was, "I don't know how. I don't know the ins and outs of the finances or where we're going to get the money from. But I would like to sign them. Yeah, right. So, so maybe Mike Bill thinks we can get him for a million quid. I just don't. <laughs> I, mate, we've already done it this season with Yilmaz. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure Tillman plays when we've got everybody fit. And I would maybe no be spending that money on a." project player when we're going to be going through a big transition period at the end of the season uh, where we're losing a lot and I think every penny is going to count and I think that for 6 million quid we could maybe get two players that will offer you just as much No, that's fair enough Um, I suppose you just see that performance tonight and you just see what you can do and you don't think about Charlie McCann Alex Lowry, Tom Lawrence you know, and you, you just jump straight to the we have to sign him, 100% we have to sign him. Um, brand new channel members also put in a £10 super chat. Steve, share it or Sharit. Going to put in the comments how to pronounce that. I, I, I do always like to ask. Um, his, name's but, actually, his name's actually Steve Share, but he's just a bit dyslexic. Ah, well, he's, he's in the right place because so are all of us. Um, let's hope Tillman doesn't want to go back to Bayern. I'd definitely pay excess of five million if he wants to stay. So I think that's going to be one of them, Ross. It's going to be people either agree or disagree. I think there's going to be any middle ground there. Um, I mean, listen, I think the boys, I think the boys are cracking player. I'm just looking at we bought Hadji for that position as a, as a project player, and yeah. we've now got him. Hopefully coming back to be an established first teamer. We've got a rain young boy and Alex Lowry, who for me needs to be getting games this season uh, in order to have him ready to be a full, fully fledged first teamer next year. And Tillman the new is is blocking that pathway a wee bit for a boy who I think could be equally as good. Well, Graham. SH is saying if Lowry was better than Tillman, he would be playing. Bill uh, um, made a number of subs tonight, obviously. Um, Alex Lowry didn't get see at any game time, um, nor did obviously Charlie McCann. Were you surprised that um, 
Lowry didn't get any game time? Or do you think it was maybe the case that we were only a goal ahead, um, he wanted to be a bit more solid, in which case then does that say that Lowry's not fully 100% trusted? I think it was, there's a few reasons. Obviously, he's come back from a nasty injury, a nasty tackle as well that caused it. And obviously, just been one goal up. And I think with the run of fixtures we've got, we need to get as much minutes and uh, much uh, leg, minutes into legs, sorry, for the team, like your Arfield, who's going to contribute, I think, maybe a wee bit more, but away at Aberdeen and fixtures like that. So I think there's a few reasons. But the worry I've got with Alex Lowry is if he's not getting the game time, is off the field rumours the reason? And then are we maybe going to be looking past him and just getting rid of him, which is a worry I've got. Uh, so I hope that's not true because... On his day, Alex Lowry, we've all seen it. He's a wonderful player on his day. And I'd love to see him thriving at Rangers. I was going to watch him often. It's just a worry I've got. But Yeah, I mean, I mean, there is rumours. But like I say, they are only rumours. So we to, don't be, to be fair, Martin, Mick Beale did say again on his RTV interview today, and you can tell how excited I am to have a manager that you can actually listen to, that I've watched all these interviews today when they look him out. He says Alex Lowry, Alex Lowry, hold on, I put my teeth back in. Alex Lowry is ripe for the picking now, uh, and he would be very unlucky not to be involved in the starting 11 tonight. So I don't think Mick Beale thinks he's got an attitude problem. He spoke very highly of him, and he more or less said, no, he is on the tree, but a big juicy pear, just ripe for the picking, <laughs> just to enjoy. Can I just weigh in on the on the Tillman thing and, and no. looking forward? Two, just one point. One point I'm only going to make. <clears throat> See next year. Next year you might not have a you might not have a Kent. So two of them are going to play as the tens. So you can have Hadji and Tillman, or you can have Lawrence and Tillman, or you can have Lowry and Tillman, or you can have any version of the two. So there's probably more uh, room for Tillman to stay rather than him just playing as a number 10 and as only playing with one number 10. So if you think about Kent no one in the side next year, moving forward for a rebuild, then there's obviously positions, there's two positions there rather than one 10 position. So moving he, forward, it may be a shout. Doesn't he play in one of the two wider positions? But he's coming for a midfield three tonight, isn't he? But, I, but that's what I'm saying. So what's going to probably going to happen is if we go to that two, Rather than having two wide players, we're going to be playing with two tens possibly next season. So there's two positions for two tens. I that's what I'm saying. We played with two tens tonight. It was Sakara and Kent because you're two tens. He wants to be able to go wide or come inside. He plays like inverted wingers. Yeah, Tillman's not got the legs for that. But he's shown is that when we played him at wide right, he was hopeless. Him coming for the centre of the park, busting through, is where he's going to be most effective. Mick yeah. Bill said that because in case she's never realised. I've been listening to Mick Beale's interviews. <laughs> Mick Beale says, <laughs> Mick Beale says uh, the first day of training, Tillman said to him, look, I want, to, I want to play deep, but you need to let me advance with the ball as well. So mm-hmm. if you're looking at him as one of the midfield three, the attacking one of that midfield three is going to be Hadji for me. Lawrence can play in after the wing, I think. I think Matondo as well. I think I don't, I don't think we can write Matondo off now that we're going to... If Kent no. goes and he gets his chance on the left... He needs uh, a chance. With the, uh, with the ability to cut inside. 
again, you don't score 16 goals for in the Belgian league, but like Sakala did, if you're a diddy, you don't score. But did Matondo score last year? 11 in the German league or something, Graham? Am I right? No, he was in Belgium last year. Bel- but uh, it was a decent, I think it was double figures. Nine was an 09. So you're looking at you're looking at two boys that can score goals, cutting in for the wings as well. So, um, listen, see the fact we're even having these discussions. How good is it? So much more positive. And we're going to finish up there, right? But I'm going to finish up with a final question. Same question to all three of you. Um, Mark, I'll start with you. That's the first um, game over with and Michael Beale's t- uh, tenure as, as, as coach, as, as I say to the B team manager, first team coach instead of manager. Oh, head coach. It was, a, it was embarrassing. Um, but anyway, that's 90 minutes. That's a win. What's your thoughts? Your, your overall riding opinions. What do we take from Michael Beale's first game as Rangers manager? My take for it is work in progress. Um, wasn't it great by any stretch of imagination? A lot better than what we've been watching. But work in progress. And um, as I said, it's a, a good solid for me. It's a good solid... Um, Six and six and a half, seven, uh, seven out of ten, um, and and something to build on as far as I'm concerned. Graham, I would say encouraging and optimistic. Once we get players back, that would be my two words I would use for that performance tonight. Fair enough, Ross. I'm just counting there, en- encouraging. Oh, domestic when playing, that's that's five words, Graham. Come on, you know what I mean. You're gonna you're gonna be on a Celtic podcast now because you can't. What school did you go to? You know what I mean. You know what I mean. Encouraging. Um, for me, the night, Martin, uh, pass marks definitely a a high pass mark. You need to remember this guy's played the night with two right backs and two centre mids and his back four. So we've conceded two sloppy goals. I'm not convinced you can blame. McBeal for that. Uh, that's what's came before him. That's the shit show that he's been left with. But how progressive and how fluid we were in the attack made up for it and that allowed us to score to score three goals and, and possibly could have scored more. Marshall would have cut a good saves as well. Yeah. Um, and I'll finish with Alan. Five weeks ago, we would not have come back and won that game. Different attitude and more positive all-round team effort. So, yeah. So, there you go. Rangers 3, Hibs 2. Uh, Michael Beale makes a one and start to his management career at Rangers. Um, thank you, Mark, Graham, Ross. Pleasure, as always. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Please do remember to like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Um, if you're watching on Twitter, give us a retweet and, and follow us there. Facebook, the same. Um, check out our TikTok, all links are in the description and of course if you want extra content as well then do consider becoming a channel member so yeah, thank you everybody for watching and we'll speak to you all very very soon Sports Social Podcast Network Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.